Luke chapter 19 is where I need you to find at least one spot. And then after you find Luke chapter 19, I need you to find Matthew chapter 23. We're going to look at a couple of different passages tonight, and it's actually one in the same story. It's just given in two different accounts in the Gospels. And this will bring to a conclusion our Scared to Death series that we've been in, where for the past few weeks we've been addressing and pulling out the different strands of fear that get woven into our lives sometimes. Remember at the beginning of this series, we used the example of a rope and how the more strands a rope has, the stronger that rope is. But if you begin to take those individual strands and pull it apart from that rope, that rope becomes significantly weaker as you begin to pull those strands apart. Fear kind of works in the same way. Fear is a broad thing. It's a big rope and it's got a lot of different strands to it. But if we can take one strand at a time and begin to pull it out, then that grip becomes weaker and weaker on our lives. So that's what we've been doing the past few weeks. We've been pulling out different strands of fear that get woven into our lives. And I really hope that you've allowed God's truth to help you break free from some of fear's grip in your life. If it's a fear of the unknown, then I hope you found assurance in God's sovereignty. If it's a fear of being alone, then I hope you can find assurance in God's presence. If it's a fear of failure, then I hope you can find assurance in God's successes. And there's a reason why there are some 200 plus occurrences throughout scripture of God saying in varying ways, do not fear or fear not or don't be afraid. And it's because he doesn't desire his people to live in a coward state of fear. But regardless, it does creep in from time to time. We all fight feelings of fear and anxiousness and stress and worry from time to time, and we've got one more strand that I feel like it's important to address tonight, and that's what we're going to do, starting in Luke chapter 19 and verse 41. God's Word says, And when he drew near and saw the city, he wept over it, talking about Jesus, saying, Would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for peace, but now they are hidden from your eyes. And for the days will come upon you when your enemies will set up a barricade around you and surround you and hem you in on every side and tear you down to the ground, you and your children within you. And they will not leave one stone upon another in you because you did not know the time of your visitation. Now flip over to Matthew chapter 23. And we'll look at verse 37. And remember, this is the same instance just being recorded by two different authors. One in Matthew, one in Luke. And in Matthew's account, he quotes him as saying this, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate. For I tell you, you will not see me again until you say, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The fear we're looking at tonight is our fear of missing out. Or more commonly known to you guys by the term FOMO. Anybody ever had just a really bad case of FOMO before and cared to admit it? Most of us in this room at some point in time have suffered from a bad case of FOMO, a fear of missing out. And I know this may seem like a trivial thing, but this fear is an actual studied medical phenomenon that is taking place in our bodies. And they give this definition of FOMO as being such, a social anxiety stemmed from the belief that others might be having fun in your absence or enjoying experiences that you aren't. So this then creates a deep envy within us and even gets to the point where it affects our self-esteem about ourselves, our self-image, 
our own lifestyles and the things that we are experiencing or not. And social media accelerates this at an alarming rate. Would you agree? Social media accelerates FOMO, fear of missing out, at an alarming rate in our lives because it creates this coliseum in which we compare and compete against other people's highlight reels. You do realize that, right? People only put the best on their social media. You know how I know that? Because when people don't want everybody to know that it's not their best, they state that in the caption. Just an honest post here. Unedited. Unfiltered. That lets you know right there. Everybody's posting their highlight reel on social media. And so if your highlight reel isn't living up to everybody else's, FOMO begins to set in. You begin to develop this fear that you're missing out on something. And so we see this person over here in Greece. And then we see this person out on the boat. And then we see these people at this party or at this social gathering living in that house, having this wedding, getting that job. And then we begin to have FOMO set in. That being said, you know, I want to I encourage you with something. This fear of missing out, it, it sets in because these life experiences that are present in other people's lives seem to be absent in ours. And that's the problem with this fear. It creates a focus that orients on what you lack rather than what you have. Now, let me encourage you with something a little bit. To show you just how ridiculous this fear is when it exists in the life of a born-again believer. If born-again believers would come to an understanding of who we are and what we have in Christ, we would begin to figure out we lack nothing. So there's no reason to fear missing out on anything. In Christ, you lack nothing. So stop worrying about missing out. With that being said, this is a fear I don't think we need to remove but redirect. Don't remove it. Just redirect it. As Jesus looks over Jerusalem, he becomes overwhelmed with emotion and begins to weep because he knows all that they are missing out on by rejecting him. Listen, I don't think there is a more pertinent generation to speak this to. Don't fear missing out on worldly life experiences that only carry with them temporal value. Don't fear missing out on that stuff. I'm going to give you some things tonight that you do need to fear missing out on, though. And the first one is, I want you to fear missing out on God's salvation. Fear missing out on God's salvation. This is the main thing that I think brought Jesus to tears as he looked at the city of Jerusalem because he knew they had rejected him. Salvation had come and was standing right in their midst and they had given it a resounding, no, we don't want it. And I imagine that's what broke Jesus' heart the most as he looked upon this city to know these people, his very own, the ones that he had came to save and set free from their sins, had looked back at him and said, no, we don't want that. We don't want you. Let me caution you with something. Our time to receive Jesus for salvation is limited. It is a limited offer. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 1 says, Therefore, while the promise of entering His rest still stands, listen to what God's Word says. Let us fear. I told you I wanted you to really fear missing out on some things. Salvation is one of those things. And God's Word backs this. 
Therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us fear lest any of you should seem to have failed to reach it. This should be a concern. Missing out on salvation is of a pertinent importance. And it should be a concern that we take with all seriousness. We're talking about the greatest gift that has ever been made available to humanity. You do realize that, right? We're talking about God sent his son from heaven to this earth so that he could take our sin and our filth and our unrighteousness, bear the wrath of God on the cross of Calvary, shed his innocent blood so that we could trade out that filth and unrighteousness for his cleansing and righteousness and be given a life of purpose and peace and prosperity in him with riches that we can't even count, with an inheritance of heaven that lasts for all of eternity. This is the kind of stuff I'm talking about. You have the chance to grab that, but you also have the chance to miss out on it. Why would you want to miss out on such a great gift? Why would you want to say no to such a thing? But I'm telling you, if you're not careful, you'll miss your chance. I think all throughout this semester, we've had people come in and out of these doors that have had a chance at salvation and have walked out missing out. And the time is limited. This opportunity has an expiration date on it. And I want you guys to be sure that this is something you don't miss out on. Because once it's gone, it's gone. For all of eternity. Fear missing out on God's salvation. But then also fear missing out on God's presence. Fear missing out on God's presence. Here was Jesus, God in the flesh, walking among these people, and yet they were still looking for him. They were missing out on his presence. This is one of the saddest things about God's chosen people is the fact that they didn't acknowledge Jesus as the sent Messiah. And so here's Jesus, here's God in the flesh, physically in his presence, walking around in their midst, and yet they're still looking for him. They were missing out on his presence. In the book of Genesis, a man named Jacob has an experience when he's in a time of trouble and transition in his life. He's running from some family drama. He's made some mistakes in his past, and he's on the run. He's running around in the wilderness, and he gets tired, and he gets worn out. He lays down, grabs a rock, uses it as a pillow, falls asleep, and God gives him a vision of a ladder extending from heaven to earth and angels descending up and down it. And as Jacob has this vision, when he wakes up from it, he, he makes this declaration, surely the presence of the Lord was in this place, and I was unaware. I don't want to miss out on God's presence, because I'm drifting through life unaware. And I want to caution you with that tonight as well, because this generation is full of distractions. They're ever before you. And I don't want you to miss out on God's presence quite simply because you're unaware of the fact that it is right there in your midst. If these people who were God's chosen people can walk down the same street as Jesus and miss his presence, if Jacob, who was one of the forefathers of the nation of Israel, can wander through life and all of a sudden and wake up and make the declaration, surely the presence of the Lord was in this place and I was unaware, don't you think the same thing could happen to us today? We can drift through life, get busy with our schedules, get busy with our passions, get busy with our goals and our ambitions and our desires, and miss out on the presence of God. 
I don't want to miss out on God's presence because I'm drifting. I don't want you guys to miss out on God's presence because you're just, quite frankly, unaware and not bothering to look for it. Fear missing out on God's presence. What a terrible thing to miss out on. To know that God was with me. Jacob later on in his life, as a matter of fact, when he went back to that place, this is several years later, Jacob's got a big family now. He's seen God do some amazing things in his life. He's seen God work out miracles in ways in which he never even thought was possible. And about 20 plus years later, he comes back to that place called Bethel where he had that vision and where he made that declaration. And he says, it's not just that, God, you have been with me in this place. I've seen something now. It's not just that you were here in this place, but that you have been with me wherever I have gone. Don't miss out on God's presence. But then also fear missing out on God's purpose. I want you guys to fear missing out on God's purpose. Being his own people, the city of Jerusalem, as Jesus looks upon them, being his own people, they obviously held a special place in Jesus' heart. And so you know he had a special purpose for their lives. But they're fixing to miss, on that, miss out on that as well. And all these things culminate in an overwhelming emotional response from Jesus that he begins to weep. I don't want you guys to miss out on that. I don't want you to miss out on seeing Jesus' raw emotion, the fact that he began weeping over these people, knowing what they were going to miss out on. And he knew they were going to miss out on the purpose that he had for their lives. In the Gospels, Jesus tells the story of a rich young ruler who came to him and asked him how he could inherit eternal life. And Jesus said, well, you got to follow the commandments. He says, I've done that since I was young. He says, well, I'll tell you what, one thing you lack, go sell all your possessions and then come back and follow me. And it says that that man walked away sad because he had great wealth and possessions. Jesus had a greater purpose for his life. But because he loved and wouldn't let go of his own desires, he missed out on it. Let me caution you with something else tonight. Don't miss out on God's purpose because you won't leave what you feel like gives purpose. This man thought his wealth, this man thought his possessions, this man thought his status was what gave him purpose in life. And he was more willing to hold on to that than to experience God's purpose for his life. Don't miss out on God's purpose for your life because you won't let go of what you feel like gives purpose. Fear missing out on God's purpose in your life, but then also fear missing out on God's blessing. Fear missing out on God's blessing. When God had led the Israelites to the edge of the promised land, that was a blessing that he was attempting to give them, but a fear of moving onward resulted in them missing out. A whole generation of people died in the barrenness of deserts when they should have lived in the blessing of God. I think it's worth a second mention. An entire generation, you guys are a generation, an entire generation of people died in the barrenness of wilderness when they should have lived in the blessing of God. So don't miss out on God's blessing for your life. When it comes to walking with God, always fear missing out more than you fear moving on. 
A lot of people miss out on God's blessing because they're afraid to move on from where they're at. But when it comes to walking with God on a daily basis, always fear missing out more than you fear moving on. That was the result of these Israelite people when they refused to enter into the promised land. They wouldn't move on, so they missed out. And the same will be true in our lives as well as followers of Christ. If we won't move on with God, then you will miss out on God. And you will miss out on His blessings for your life. And I don't think anybody wants that. I don't want to get to heaven one day and stand before God or walk along with Jesus in His kingdom and He began to reveal to me the things that I could have enjoyed in my life if I would have been obedient to walk with Him on a daily basis. So don't miss out on God. Fear missing out on God's blessing in your life. I don't want to miss out on it. I don't want to miss out on it. Slap somebody next to you and tell them don't miss out. Don't miss out. I had to make sure you guys were still with me. Don't miss out. Don't miss out. The next thing I want you to fear missing out on is God's direction. Fear missing out on God's direction. In the book of Acts, Paul and his mission team were prevented by God to go into Asia to preach the gospel. And instead they were given some strange directions to redirect and go to a place called Macedonia, which was completely out of the way. But they were so in tune with the Spirit of God that they were convinced of the fact that this was His leading. And that is what He wanted them to do. And so they made a major detour. And instead of going into Asia, that would have made logistical sense, they rerouted and they went to Macedonia. And God opened up a huge door for flourishing, successful ministry to take place while they were there. But the point is, I don't know that they would have made that choice if they weren't so in tune with the Spirit that they knew that it was His direction giving them guidance to do so. I don't want to miss out on God's direction for my life because I'm so determined to blaze my own trail. And I think that's the temptation a lot of us fall into. Especially at your particular season of life that you're in right now. Because the temptation becomes when you don't see a clear path, to try and make your own. And if you're not careful, you'll get lost real quick. I can't tell you how many times me and my buddies, when we were young, would go through some form of an adventure through the woods. And the fun thing to do was to get off the path that we had always known and try and make a new one into an area in which we had never gone before. In which in the process, I can't tell you how many times we got lost doing that. And had to search and feel around for hours to try and figure out where we were to get back from where we came from. And so I'm just going to caution you guys that this season in your life, a lot of times the path doesn't seem clear. One of the most dangerous things that you can do is try to blaze your own. Be patient with God and let Him work it out. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 Trust in the Lord with all your heart. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. I don't want to miss out on God's direction for my life because I'm so determined to blaze my own trail. So I want you guys to fear missing out on God's direction because you're so bent on blazing your own trail. And when you do that, God will give you all the freedom that you want to take for yourself. It's one of the ways in which he has to teach us some hard but valuable lessons in our lives. 
And if I can save you that heartache, if I can save you that struggle by telling you it's not worth it, then that's what I'll stand here and do. Because I can testify of somebody that tried to get the hatchet out and cut down his own trail and spent a lot of time wandering around in areas that I should have never been in. Be patient. And when God moves, you move. When God opens doors, you walk through them. And when God gives you a detour, you follow it, even if it doesn't make sense. Much simpler, God, to go into Asia than to reroute 400-something miles to Macedonia. I know. I know. But this is a better path. This is a better direction for your life. If God brings a detour in your life, even though it might not make logistical sense, trust that it's a better direction. Trust that it's a better path. Fear missing out on God's direction. I don't want to miss out, God, on you giving my life direction. I don't want to get off on a path that you don't want me to go down. I don't want to waste a single more second of my life going in a direction that God doesn't want me set upon. And I want you to fear missing out on greater things. Fear missing out on greater things. John chapter 14, verse 12. Jesus says to his disciples, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think. Some translations put it as to him who is able to do immeasurably more. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9, Paul quoting from Isaiah says, No eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagine what God has prepared for those who love him. I want you guys to fear missing out on greater things that God has for your life. I want you to fear missing out on the tremendous signs and wonders that he can do in and through your life to pursue other things that he doesn't desire you to go after. I want you to fear missing out on these greater things. Guys, y'all can come on back up. I want you to fear missing out on these things that God has for your life, listen to me. Your plans that you have, God's are greater. Your purpose that you desire to live out for yourself, God's is greater. Your desires that you have to chase after, God's are greater. The experiences that you want to have in this life, God's are greater. And I know it seems backwards, right? Because who knows better what they want for themselves than us, right? But I can tell you that everything that you could ever plan out for yourself, God has a desire to far exceed even what you think is best for your own life. And I don't want you to miss out on the greater things that God has for you. There was a time in my life when I thought, man, if I pursue this path, if I go down this direction, there's nothing that could be more fulfilling. There's nothing that could be more satisfying. There are no greater experiences to be had on the face of this earth 
But as a 25-year-old young man, sitting on a forklift in a production factory at about 2 a.m. one morning, God opened up a door and just in the smallest of ways gave me a glimpse of some greater things. Things that I never thought were imaginable. Things that I never thought could happen. Things that I never even pictured for my own life. I never imagined having a moment in my life where I stood in this position. I never imagined God giving me the opportunity to help mold and shape and impact young lives for His glory. I never imagined having the opportunity to baptize a new believer in Christ. I never imagined having the kind of marriage to a godly woman like I have who right now is out there taking care of a blessing that God sent from heaven into our lives so that I can stand here and do this tonight. I never imagined the things that God began to reveal to me through His Word as I got into this and the doors He began to open and the way in which He began to provide. But all these things that He had in store for me are the same things that He has in store for you as His children as well. They're far greater than anything you could imagine. And I don't want you to miss out on those greater things that God has for your life. But I want to finish up with this. And I think this might possibly could be the most important thing that you guys could grab a hold of tonight. So if you didn't hear anything else, hear this. You want to know what the primary thing is that causes us to miss out on God? I'll give you one word. Unwillingness. The primary thing that causes us to miss out on God is unwillingness. I want you to listen one more time to Matthew chapter 23. Jesus says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings and you were not willing. You know what will cause you to miss out on God's salvation? Unwillingness. You know what will cause you to miss out on God's presence? Unwillingness. You know what will cause you to miss out on God's purpose? Unwillingness. You want to know what will cause you to miss out on God's blessings? Unwillingness. You want to know what will cause you to miss out on God's direction? Unwillingness. You want to know what will cause you to miss out on the greater things that He has for your life? Unwillingness. Slap somebody next to you and tell them, don't miss out. Don't miss out. Don't miss out. Because you're unwilling. Hey, this is Trey Mitchell, college and young adult pastor. I just wanted to say thank you for listening. It's our prayer that God uses these messages in a way that challenge and encourage you to live for His glory. If you've never placed your faith in Jesus as your Savior, we would love to help you with making that decision. Just reach out to us through our webpage at underwoodbaptist.org. Be sure to check back in with us next week as we again encounter God through His Word here at Life.